0: What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, Everything Sports Related Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 23rd. 2022. It is a beautiful day to be a Chicago Bears fan, and it is an even better day to be named Robbie Good as Gold. Gold. Robbie Gold is the savior that Chicago and the NFL needed knocking out the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round. The Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers last night. Jimmy G versus Aaron Rodgers. Both quarterbacks might not be on their respective teams next year. We'll see what happens. But The Packers were eliminated in an amazing fashion that could only make sense through Robbie Gold, a former Chicago Bear, the greatest Bears kicker of all time. Love me some Kevin Butler, but it's not even close. It's it's definitely something to to this point that it couldn't have been written any better. The Chicago Bears are thriving right now, and we didn't even do anything. And we didn't even do anything. The 49ers in all seriousness, are advancing to the conference championship. They will play the winner of today's game, whether that be Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams or Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tom Brady had a couple comments today discussing whether or not he's going to be playing next year um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be returning. So I'm curious to see, is that just a buck statement? Is that a retirement statement? Who knows? Um, There's a lot of different ways this can go and a lot of different ways um, it can all play out. And obviously, I don't think Tom is anywhere close to needing to retire. Um, But I could definitely understand if he felt the need to, especially if he wins this year and he wins eight Super Bowls. Um, I don't I don't see any reason why he shouldn't feel the need to, you know, want to at least take a moment to think about it. Um, You know, you obviously have Chris Godwin's probably going to walk. You have Antonio Brown's definitely not coming back. Um, Rob Gronkowski's kind of on his last go and, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, but that is not the conversation for today. Today is all Chicago related. Somehow, someway, I found a way to make it back to Chicago who hasn't been relevant since firing Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Let's talk about today, the GM candidates and potential head coach candidates. Now we're going to be going through all of it because obviously I want to make some content for you guys, um it's definitely something to where we need to keep our eyes on the lookout for everything because we don't know if we're going to hire a head coach first. We don't know if we're going to hire a GM first. There's a lot of different things we can go. The only thing we know right now is Ed Dodds, the Colts' assistant GM, has withdrawn his name after being interviewed by the Chicago Bears from the Bears. Um, and And first of all, First and foremost, let's not pretend like this is anything to do with the Bears to why he withdrew his name. Ed Dodds has withdrew his name several times with several different teams going all the way back from last offseason to now this offseason. Um, even though it's not technically the offseason, it is for some. You get the drill. Um, but the big thing is Ed Dodds is so loyal to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, And and whatever they have going on there, the culture must be amazing. The scouting department, obviously, Quentin Nelson, Jonathan Taylor, so on and so forth. Um, You know, there's a big reason to why he wants to stay. And whatever that reason may be, he just can't find it in himself to leave. And I don't know if that maybe speaks more volumes to the pressure of being the number one and head of Department of General Manager and being that big role instead of being a VP um or more more so an assistant um but I, I don't know I don't know I don't know if it's he can't handle the pressure or he's just very comfortable where he is there could be many different intangibles to why Ed Dodds continues to withdraw his name from uh, GM candidates um but that is definitely one name off the board what we know right now for the Chicago Bears here's what a busy week ahead for the Chicago Bears this is from Tom Picero from Twitter now, he's verified. He's, he's a pretty solid guy. Um, this is Ian Rappaport who retweeted it, so I trust it. Um, busy week ahead for the Chicago Bears. Monday, the hashtag Indianapolis Colts, Morocco Brown, and Steelers, Omar Khan, interview for general manager. Tuesday, Chiefs, Ryan Pohl's second interview for GM, and Saints defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, interview for head coach. Wednesday, Colts defensive coordinator, I'm going to try not to butcher his name, Matt Burfels' um, second interview for the Chicago Bears for the head coaching job. These are all heating up. It's going to be a very busy week for the Chicago Bears. Um, obviously, there's still other conversations going out there about Brian Flores, um, Dan Campbell, and, and, and not Dan Campbell, um, Jim Caldwell. Pardon me, um, Brian D- Dable, and, and so many others. But it, here's my biggest thing right now: is out of all those guys they interviewed or they're going to interview. The only one I would potentially, potentially give a shot to is Morocco Brown. He's been a part of the Chicago Bears before during their Super Bowl run. Um, I like what he's doing. I like who he is as a man Um, in a a 16-year span. Um, of being throughout the NFL, Morocco has been promoted three times, first as an assistant director of pro personnel with the Chicago Bears in 2001, then to director of pro personnel with the Washington Redskins, now Washington football team in 2008. And most recently, vice president of player personnel with the Cleveland Browns. And now he has one of the biggest roles with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, You know, still doing player personnel, obviously, and is still a big part of like the scouting decisions and everything else that goes into that. Um, I love Morocco. I I, I think he's definitely someone I am curious to see from a business perspective, what his ideas are and, and where he thinks moving forward, you know, from a free agency standpoint. I have no no doubt in my mind that he would be able to put the right scouting team around him to 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 make something successful. But if I were to we're, – we're just going to start off strong. If I were to pick a GM right now, um, obviously my clear-cut favorite would be Ed Dodds, but because he doesn't want that respected job, um, Ed Dodds was my number one guy, but – you know, I, Morocco Brown is my clear-cut number two, um, and obviously my clear-cut number one. If if Ed Dodds just withdrew his name, so I, I do think Ed Dodds is one of those guys. Um, and maybe I'm just speaking from from a fan's perspective of being a fan of what he does um, and what the Indianapolis Colts do. But they, their culture really does sink well into the entire facility, and by that I mean Morocco Brown as well. Um, I feel like has that kind of culture, has that kind of instilled mentality that the rest of the Indianapolis Colts front office and an entire facility is kind of trying to instill right now. Um, if you watched Hard Knocks, you understand what I'm talking about. These guys, they want to play for each other. They want to win. They want to be competitive, and they want to use every drip of talent that they have in that facility. Um, And I love that because that's what Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy lacked. You know, you had Riley Ridley, you had Khalil Herbert, you had Daz Newsome, you have all these guys up and down the lines of the pipe drain and and, and you don't utilize them to their biggest ability. Even Travis Gibson and others, you know, from on the defensive side of the ball, Tonga, you know, they, they don't get the opportunities that they should be given um and, and I feel like that's where these guys really do succeed and really do excel is it's next man up mentality all the time and I, and I'm really here for it and I'm I'm loving every second of it um so really to me it, it's not even just the fact that of what he's doing with the Indianapolis coach you know Quentin Nelson obviously Jonathan Taylor um Andrew Luck so on and so forth they 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 are doing amazing things um you know from a drafting perspective but you also have to look at it from the, from the outside looking in, is is everything going to be perfect if you're taking a guy who's player personnel's and just with the scouting? He's never really been an assistant GM. Um, he's never really been a GM in that kind of role. Do we trust that? Um, so as of right now, I, I, I do think um, I would go with Morocco Brown. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm going to continue to do my research, and, and that could change any day. That really could And and that's no shot at Morocco Um, But I just GM, GM candidates are so hard It's so tricky Because from a fan's perspective You really are You only know what you're given You don't know the negatives about these guys Because it's kind of tight knit and, and, and it really is wrapped up you know guys really don't try to speak down on others um that's just the business side of things that's just a mutual respect like you still haven't even heard ryan pace say anything negative about matt nagy or anybody or george mccaskey or anybody else that's just how businessmen work that's how they operate they rarely do throw each other under the bus um so i i'm curious to see you know what other people think of morocco i haven't heard anything negative so far um, I think he's been in a lot of systems. I would like to see him as a assistant GM before hiring him as a full time GM. Um, but compared to the other candidates, I, I I truly do feel like, I mean, there's not there's not that much else out there. There truly isn't. Um, you know, one thing we could say and one thing we could do is is to kind of think about it. Um, Ryan Poles, you know, it's his second interview. Uh, he's with he's been with the Chiefs, so I'm really curious to see. You know how he operates. Um, and, and, and it's just, it's just a crazy thinking. It's a crazy thinking um, because we really don't know anything about him. We really don't know anybody who who can strictly say that this guy is the guy. Now he's the executive um, for the Kansas City Chiefs and, and, and I'm really excited about that. Um, my biggest thing though is he's executive director of player personnel as well. Um, so my, my thing with that is, you know, you're, again, you're not the general manager. You're not the assistant general manager. Um, so there really isn't anything to me to say that there's a clear cut favorite between anybody, um, other than Ed Dodds. And obviously he took his name out of the hat. Um, so it's, it's definitely right now to me, it's, 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 it's up in the air. I could see Ryan Poles. I can see, uh, Morocco Brown because he has been with the Chicago Bears before. We know how George McCaskey feels about bringing guys back, um, but it's definitely something to where I would give Morocco that slight edge just because he's been with different organizations. He's been with the Redskins are um, right now, the Washington football team. Um, he's been with the Chicago Bears. He's been with the Cleveland Browns. Now he's with the Indianapolis Colts. Like he's been through different systems um, and different ways about going about things. And, and, and there's a lot to be said about that. Um, But I'm really curious. I'm really curious to see how it all pans out. Um, I'm really excited about it. I do think at the end of the day, no matter who we pick, we need to pick a GM before we pick a head coach. I will reiterate that we need a GM before we pick a head coach, because if we don't, we're fucked. We're right back where we started. Um, and we're nowhere closer to being where we want to be. So with that being said, let's just say, for God's sake, it's, it's Ryan Poles or Morocco Brown or whoever it may be. All we know is for certain it is not Ed Dodds. Um, but we got our GM. Who do we want to be our head coach? And I have said this since the beginning of the season, since preseason. And I'm going to say it again. Brian Dable is my favorite head coaching candidate of the Chicago Bears. Brian Dable, to me, is one of those guys that just speaks volumes to what Chicago football is. Have you seen this guy? This guy looks like he wakes up every morning and eats a dick of sausage and walks to Lou Malnati's and gets a meatball sub and a deep dish pizza. This guy embodies... The Chicago Bears. He looks like, and it's and it's no shot. It's no. I'm not even making a joke. You see all Bears fans dressing up like Mike Ditka, uh, using the mustache, using the hair, using the sunglasses, the vest, everything. This guy's got that look. This guy's got that fucking look. A heavier set, bald guy with a huge mustache. who's was grit and grinding all the time, and and he, and he and he's shining. He's shining, and I love every second of it. I love every second of it. I'm here for Brian Dable. The ball, the Bears, we're fucking here for it. I love it. Um, but my biggest thing right now about Brian Dable is, is is just his resume overall. The problem with Matt Nagy is he was with the Eagles for a short period of time, and then he was with the Chiefs for a short period of time. I didn't feel like he had enough experience with either ball club. Um, and I've said it time and time again, Eric Bieniemy is who Matt Nagy pretended to be, because at least with Eric Bieniemy he's been there longer. He's been under Reid for a while. He's you know had an MVP year with, May- with Patrick Mahomes throwing over 50 touchdowns. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one Super Bowl. He has that experience, whereas Matt Nagy, he just dicked around with fucking Alex Smith and, and had a rookie, Patrick Mahomes, who didn't even play more than two games, like and, and he didn't even play those full games. So it's definitely something to me. I look at it from that perspective, and I have to understand and be real with myself that Brian Dable hell of a better option than Jim Harbaugh in my opinion. Jim Harbaugh, yes, 44 19 and 2 something like that for his for his NFL record. He did amazing things with the 49ers, he did amazing amazing things with Colin Kaepernick um and and that's that's no shot at Jim. Number 1 I don't see why Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, especially after this being the first real year that Michigan was a threat, the first time they beat Ohio State, the first time they were a big threat, the first time that anybody really took them serious come playoffs. They have potentially the number one overall pick in Aiden Hutchinson, who's an amazing defensive player, and you definitely need to check him out if you haven't already. Aiden Hutchinson is a dog. I love every second of him. Um, He's an amazing kid. Um, Real special talent. But... It's definitely something to where I don't see why Jim Harbaugh leaves. There's too much money to be made. There's too much he's building, the culture. He owns Michigan. He really does. He is Michigan football. Like, that is Jim Harbaugh. And I don't see why he leaves, even though he was a former Chicago Bear, even though he does have NFL roots tied to him because he has coached here before. But there's a reason he left, and it wasn't because he couldn't hack it. It's not like Urban Myers. It's not like other college head coaches who have come into the NFL, couldn't hack it, and left and went back. Jim Harbaugh went to a fucking Super Bowl. Like he went to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. He had a positive record leaving, b- by far, not even close to 500. 44, 19, and what two? I think, if I'm not mistaken, someone fact checked me. But it- it's 44 and 19 for sure. Um, so, so that's fucking solid. It's 44 wins, 19 losses, and potentially two ties. If you don't fucking know what I'm saying. Um, but it- it's it's definitely something to me where I feel like if he wanted to come back, he would have already came back. I don't see why he does, um, you know, want to come back. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Now, obviously, I think Colin Kaepernick and, and Justin Fields have similar ta- intangibles um, and when it comes to play style. They're both very mobile. They have good arms. Um, and, and that's kind of a similar offense that you might be able to run. But don't be fooled. Like, defenses wouldn't have to prepare for that. You would just have to watch the, watch the tape from prior years, and, and, and you'd understand what, really what what's going to go on. Um, with Brian Dable, here's my biggest thing about Brian and I I love Brian Flores as well, but I just to, to, you know, we already talked about Jim. We'll talk about Brian. Um, I don't want a defensive minded guy. I feel like this defense is depleting. This defense is getting a lot worse. It's regressing. Um, so I, I just, I'm over it. I'm done with it. Whether you want to bring back Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator or keep Sean Desai, I don't give a fuck. Um, but whatever it is, it's just, it cannot be the head coach. I truly do believe that. Not with Justin Fields, not like this um you know so whether it's brian flores jim caldwell i just i don't i don't um i just don't i don't Um, i love jim i love brian but i can't i can't take another defensive-minded guy and then give them a generational type quarterback for the first time in god knows how long and and ever really for the bears history and then give him a defensive-minded head coach because we've already seen that before and it's just, it's just not gonna work. We've seen it with Lovey and Jay. We've seen Jay have over seven different offensive coordinators in a span of like ten years. It's just, it's not, it's not what we need. It's not what we need right now. So I feel like Brian Dable. We're gonna get into his resume in a little bit. Um, but to start it off, you know, he's worked with the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid. He's worked with Nick Saban with the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's worked with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. He's worked with the Miami Dolphins, the Cleveland Browns. And now Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, and Brian Dable with the Buffalo Bills are on a tear. They look amazing. What he's molding, what he's helping. And Josh McDermott is defensive minded, so don't give that credit to Josh. Like let's be real. That's that's on Brian. That's that's Brian as offensive coordinator. What he's doing right now though is is unheard of. And 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 by that I mean he's worked with Nick Saban, one the greatest college coach of all time. He's worked with Bill Belichick, who is arguably the greatest NFL coach of all time. And it was a pretty solid, you know, college he did pretty solid in college. Um and then you look at it with Andy Reid. You work with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, and they did amazing things. And he's regarded as a top 10 coach of all time. So he's been not only through several different offensive systems, but he's been with some of the greatest to ever do it. And we saw what he did to Bill Belichick the other day, you know, or the other week. You know, he bodies them. They win by over 40 points in the playoffs. And Josh Allen looks like the second coming of Andrew Luck. Like, he's just a stud um, and, and the biggest thing is, oh, well, he doesn't run the ball. And let's be real here. Devin Singletary, in his third year, is not who they wanted him to be. He's five foot seven. he's slow, he's a little heavy, and he's just not your powerhouse back, your cowbell like David Montgomery. Moss, their rookie, he's banged up all the time, he doesn't play consistently enough. But they had over 100 rushing yards against New England, who is a great run-stopping team. Let's be real here. That's amazing. Now, not to say that Brian Dable is amazing at, at, at calling plays um, when it comes to running the ball, but he does when it means it. it it's a good opportunity. He's not going to force it. And that's what defenses have been preparing for with Josh Allen. It's the same thing with Matthew Stafford after Cam Akers went down. You know, you understand that, you know, Sony Michelle and, and Henderson aren't going to be your number one down back, so on and so forth, so you can't rely on them. So they solely focus on Matthew Stafford, which leads the pick sixes, which leads the interceptions, so on and so forth. Um, but my biggest thing right now with Brian is you're starting to see he can run the ball. So I'd be very curious. Now, the Bears are top 10 in salary cap for 2022 for free agency. If you could bring in Chris Godwin and get him back midseason, Christian Kirk, someone along those lines. You bring in another wide receiver. Definitely not Allen Robinson, but definitely a wide receiver. Young wide receiver. Um, you know, you already have Darnell Mooney as your wide receiver number one. You have Cole Komet. You have David Montgomery. You have four of five offensive linemen that I trust. That being Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, Larry Borum. Um, and then the fifth one is, is whoever you draft in the second round. Or the free agency is deep. We can get a solid one in free agency. Who knows who that's going to be? Who knows who that could be? Um, There's so many different names, and that's an episode for a different day. We're definitely going to get into that. Um, But it's definitely something to me where I look at it, and I have to think to myself, Brian with this offense, and Khalil Herbert. And Khalil Herbert. Don't snooze on Khalil. You know, Justin Fields is going to thrive. He's going to thrive with those weapons. And who knows if Jimmy Graham stays? I have no idea. But... It's, it's something to me to right now where I feel like Brian Dable gives us the best opportunity to win right now. And I think I'm here for it. I'm here for it. The ball, the Bears, we're fucking here. We're live. I'm ready for every second of it. I hope you guys are too. Um, my biggest thing though is I, I just feel like, you know, Mike Zimmer's fired, obviously. Aaron Rodgers literally just said last night he does not want to be a part of this team if they are rebuilding. He knows that he's going to be a restricted, unrestricted free agent. He knows Devontae Adams is an unrestricted free agent. A lot of players on this defense are. A lot of offensive linemen are. There are a lot of guys that Green Bay has to re-sign, and they're already deep, neck deep and dead cap. And if they trade, if they trade Aaron Rodgers... Fuck. First of all, franchise tagging Devontae Adams is gonna be fifteen to twenty something million dollars alone. Then you have to understand that either re-signing or trading Aaron Rodgers is over twenty six million dollars in dead cat. And then potentially signing him could be over thirty million dollars depending on how much money he would demand to stay. Um so, so there's a lot of intangibles that go into that. So I truly do believe that at the end of the day, you know, we have to look at it from that perspective and say you know, they, they we're really in a much better position than other teams. And I feel like, you know, Minnesota could obviously climb the ranks very quickly because they already have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, uh, Madison, um, Adam Thielen, and so on and so forth, but, and Kirk Cousins, of course. But it, it's definitely something to where, you know, a new system, you're going to have to see how that plays out. Um, it could work in their favor. It could not. It depends which direction they go. Um, and then the Detroit Lions, I love what they 're building, but they are at ground zero, and they are building their way up and I do believe they are going to be a lot better next year, and I feel like they could win six or seven games um, if they if they do if they draft accordingly, and if they spend money in free agency, if they could get anybody to go to detroit um that's that's been their biggest problem for years but i I definitely do think the bears are in a situation right now bringing in brian dable and maybe bringing in vic fangio two hard-nosed guys two blue-collar guys i I think that's the best scenario for everybody Um, so with that being said you know I, i truly do feel like at the end of the day you know you you're gonna get Khalil mack back you know you got roquan smith Um, you know, obviously Robert Quinn just had 19 sacks in a single season and the majority of the season was without Khalil Mack being by his side. I'm so excited for that. I think he's going to continue to have an amazing year next year. Um, and, and, you know, you've already seen Jalen Johnson flourish. If we can get another corner in there, maybe bring back Kyle Fuller on a cheapier deal. Him and Kyle Fuller finally getting to be what we always expected them to be. No one saw Kyle Fuller getting cut by the Chicago Bears happening. Bryce Callahan's also available. If you want to bring back the 2018 duo with Jalen Johnson, that would be amazing. We have so much cap room. We have so much ability to be able to do these things. I just hope they spend money in the correct places, in the correct formats, and I think at the end of the day that the Bears are going to be fine. Um, But this episode is going to be a little bit shorter today because we do have a lot of games to cover. We have the Alex Caruso injury happening. We have a lot of things going on in the city of Chicago right now and in the NFL. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Go Bears. Bear down. Rodgers, so fucking long. And Robbie Gold, baby. Good as gold. Go get yourself a ring, King. You deserve it. You are the people's champ. With that being said, again, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes. Peace.